I'm Bob Cutmore. This is Talk of the Town on Magic 590, also heard on 100.5 FM. Joining us is Kathy Sheehan, the mayor of Albany. And we're going to begin with some constituent uh, questions from an email responding to uh, the mayor's campaign to get more state aid to balance the city budget. The question was on Facebook. Uh, The person writes, all state and federal worker commuters who do not reside in Albany County need to pay a tax. They use our roads. We breathe in their fumes. They drink our water and stress our failing infrastructure. Would you consider proposing a commuter tax on state and federal government workers? Well, we couldn't propose a commuter tax that would unfairly target any particular type of worker. But there are municipalities like New York City that have a municipal income tax that taxes income that is earned within the borders of that municipality. There are other states. Ohio, for example, has a municipal income tax. And this is certainly something that has been suggested numerous times. It would require an act of the state legislature. And I think that the challenge that we see with that is given the large number of state workers, uh, the opposition to that would be significant. It took us 15 years to get a residential parking permit system right. in the city of Albany yeah. because of opposition from the state workers unions. And so we think that that, while it could be a solution, would have to be something that would be talked about on the statewide level as a state policy. In that scenario, Albany would certainly benefit. Our population nearly doubles every day with people coming into the city to work. So we certainly are a city that has more workers in it than our resident population. The same uh, constituent kind of uh, changes gears, asks about federal funding, writing, needless to say, we're not in any position to possibly lose federal funding from uh, programs uh, controlled by the president of the United States. And he doesn't ask this question, but I'll put it this way. Are you concerned that Albany might lose federal aid because Albany, for example, is calling itself a sanctuary city in terms of uh, immigration. Well, that's certainly something that we're monitoring closely. Quite candidly, I'm more concerned about losing federal aid because of slashes in federal programs. The president has proposed a 10% increase in military spending, and he is saying that he's going to take that 10% from domestic programs. Those domestic programs are things like the community block program, which has been cut year after year, but is still essential for many of the community-based organizations that are doing great work in the city of Albany. Uh, Those cuts would come from education, which we, you know, really cannot afford to see funding cuts from. So I'm more concerned about the cuts that would come, not because of a sanctuary city, but because of a complete shift in the way that the federal government is looking at domestic spending. If you have a question for Mayor Sheehan, you can send an email to askkathy with a K at albanyny.gov. Let me move on to uh, uh, questions that come from news coverage. Uh, You've received uh, quite a bit of uh, coverage for your Fair Share for Albany campaign, a concerted effort to convince the governor and legislature to increase state aid to Albany City by $12.5 million. 
How is the is the public responded to this campaign? Oh, absolutely. We had a great letter writing campaign at the Jewish Community Center yesterday, and we have seen you know a real uh, outpouring of support for this. Uh, I should say it was earlier in the week that we were at the JCC. We are going to be at our community centers. We're really encouraging people. The business community has stepped up. I've received support from the Chamber of Commerce, from many businesses, from my fellow mayor in Schenectady, uh, from uh, the the county executive. And so, look, we have made the case. We cannot operate the capital city. We are in a crisis at this point in time. And we can talk about the causes of that. We can talk about the history of that. But we have demonstrated that we have a budget that we have cut, that we continue to see opportunities to cut, but that we need to do that in a responsible manner. We can't just simply uh, you know, engage in cuts that could impact public safety, for example. But we are doing the work that we need to do to uh, really get the city to a place where we can continue to provide essential city services and afford to pay for them. Um, we do record this uh, program before its air date, so maybe something has changed. Uh, but uh, the governor held a press conference and was asked about uh, the Albany funding request. Governor Andrew Cuomo said his administration is considering the request for more aid. He said, quote, we hope to be responsive, unquote. But he also said, this is the longer quote, let's say a city is running well and then puts up its hands and says, I want $12 million. That doesn't mean you're going to get $12 million just because you're running the city well. It's your job to run the city well. Uh, the governor also says other cities argue they need more money from the state. And each city has its own rationale for getting more money. Are you encouraged or discouraged by the governor's remarks? Well, I'm going to choose to be encouraged. And I think that, you know, we don't need $12 million. We're not asking for $12 million simply because we run the city well. We're asking for $12 million because that's just basic equity, which is the other piece of what the governor talked about. You have to look at what's fair. And when you look at what we are doing with the resources that we have, the fact that we continue to see a pathway to a balanced budget and are doing the work to get ourselves there, I think makes that compelling case. And when you look at it from a fairness perspective, uh, in no way, the city of Albany actually is treated like no other city in the state. And that's not a good thing. Um, We receive significantly less aim per capita. Nearly two-thirds of our property is tax-exempt. Most of that is owned by the state. And for that, we receive less aid and have less of an ability to address the very same issues that we face, 26% poverty rate. You know, we still have a graduation rate that is unacceptable. Only about 60% of our students are graduating on time. We have a 40% home ownership rate. We have to ensure that we can meet the needs of our residents while also providing the resources that are necessary for all of the employees who come here and for those who come and lobby state government. You know, there are days where we have 500 or 1,000 buses arriving in the city of Albany with people coming to lobby state government. Now, while they're in the state complex, the state police are there. But who directs them on the roads? Who finds where those buses are going to park? Who makes sure that people are safe when they're walking to and from where they need to get to? That's on the city of Albany. And I think we do an outstanding job of it. Well, that that's, you know, I think you're, you're making a good case. But I think what the governor's saying is that 
Every city has something special, and I'm, I'm at a loss to know exactly what they are in other cities, but I'm, I'm sure they do. I'm sure the mayor of Utica is saying, oh, my goodness, you know, because of this, and the mayor right. of Syracuse and so forth. Well, I think that when you look, though, at what AIM is directed at and you see the AIM per capita, what you would conclude is, okay, they've made that case, and that's why Utica's AIM per capita is double what the city of Albany is. It's why in Buffalo it's four times what the city of Albany is. So, again, I think if you look at what we have done in the city of Albany with the resources that we have Uh, I think we've made the case that if we want to be able to continue to provide the level of service that we provide, then we need to work with the largest property owner in our city and find a way to pay for it. And uh, maybe we should explain AIM again. That's the state aid program. Yeah, that is that is the unrestricted aid that uh, municipalities get. They can spend it as they see fit. You did uh, get support from an Albany Times Union editorial uh, which was entitled Gravel Aid Repeat, talking about uh, the, this being the second time that uh, Albany City has gone to the state uh, asking for more. That's right. And, you know, it's not even the second time. I mean, my predecessor, Jerry Jennings, went to the state and was successful in getting a spin-up that was supposed to be a bridge to fixing AIM. AIM was never fixed. As a matter of fact, the city's AIM was cut uh, during the time that Jerry Jennings was uh, was the mayor of the city of Albany uh, and, and unfairly cut. And he very rightfully spoke out against that. So, you know, this is a longstanding problem and we need to ensure that we have the resources that we need in order to be the capital city that we are. The uh, TU editorial was supportive, but uh, columnist uh, Chris Churchill did a piece about uh, Albany's uh, city's request for aid, pointing to other state revenue in addition to this aim we've been talking about. You said $15 million for Empire State Plaza, and I know it's maybe a one-shot, but it's a big one, $75 million to build a new convention center. Does he have a point? I mean, the, st- the state's taking care of Albany in other well, ways. Well, you know, building a, a, a tax-exempt, I will repeat that, a tax-exempt convention center, um, it does not pay for police on the street. Uh, it is going to be a tremendous asset to the city of Albany, and it's part of that bridge that we talked about. It is part of creating an opportunity for us to grow our tax base, to grow opportunity for businesses in the city of Albany that will yield an increase in our tax base and in our ability to balance our budget. But it is not something that happens like turning a switch. You know, when I read Chris Churchill's, uh, you know, column, what, what he seemed to be proposing, you know, I've often talked about having to, you know, right the ship, right? You know, and you've got to take that ship out when you think about what it takes to turn a large ship. There are a lot of things that you have to do in order to be able to have everything in place so that you can continue to provide a level of public safety that is necessary in a city and in any municipality for a municipality to be safe. He seems to be proposing that we just take the ship and ram it full speed into an iceberg and allow the thing to implode. You know, that's not a responsible way to manage. It's why we've spent the last three years investing in technology, investing in making changes in our processes so that we can be more effective and more efficient. While we've seen this wonderful investment that the governor has made in a convention center, uh, and 
and as we've laid the groundwork for businesses in Albany to be able to take advantage of that, for residents in Albany to be able to take advantage of those job opportunities. But this governor understands that these are investments that are building a base for long-term growth. We have an immediate need. And we know that that need is going to be around for a number of years based on the analysis that we've done in partnership with the state. You've already addressed a little bit about uh, President Trump's administration, uh, but he delivered his big speech to Congress uh, this week. And in general, uh, one uh, praise for calming down or for having a, a more presidential tone to the speech. He outlined his his uh, program, uh, Democrats uh, did not like it. Uh, Republicans uh, did. What's your reaction? Well, I think that, first of all, it's uh, to me, we've set the bar at a new low if we're claiming victory because somebody acted like an adult. Um, this is the president of the United States. Uh, and so for him to have uh, acted in a way that was not uh, insulting and um, you know, being, uh, you know, outrageous with some of his comments, uh, to me, um, okay. Uh, we, you know, to call that a victory is, is, uh, to me, there's a, a, quite a bit of irony with respect to that. I think when you look at the substance of the speech, it sounded more like he was on the campaign trail still. Um, a lot of promises without a lot of detail. Uh, as a mayor, I know at the municipal level, uh, that, you know, actually being able to deliver is incredibly challenging. And I am very careful about what I promise because I know the challenges that we face with respect to being able to provide services to our residents and to be able to balance the needs of both, for example, public safety, our police department, as well as the needs of people living in our neighborhoods where I, we know we have infrastructure challenges. Um, so we've got to be able to constantly balance those so that we can mm -hmm. deliver what we promise. Uh, and so I heard a lot of promises, uh, didn't hear a lot of uh, details. I am very concerned about cuts in domestic spending. I don't think that that makes us safer. I think when we have instability at home, that is probably one of the worst things for our our country. Um, and so, you know, we have to make sure that we also are I'm concerned about health care. You know, we have more than 11,000 people in the city of Albany who have insurance now because of the Affordable Care Act. What is going to happen to them? We see what happens to families in crisis when they have to decide between feeding their family and filling a, a prescription for a child with asthma. Okay. Let's uh, go to a, a local issue, Holy Innocence Church in uh, Arbor Hill. There's a private developer, Patrick Chu, I believe it said, but you'll correct me probably if not that's not right, now owns this historic building that partially collapsed some years back. He hopes to rehabilitate it. Do you think that's doable? He has a plan for that building, and Patrick has been successful in development efforts in this city. He owns a number of properties. We've worked with him before, and I am cautiously optimistic that he will be able to move forward. We will certainly be doing all that we can to ensure that that happens. He has purchased the properties just below Holy Innocence and is in the prop as in in the process of rehabilitating those. We know that the sidewalk and the streets there are in terrible condition because they were vacant buildings before and Holy Innocence was vacant. And so we're committed to working alongside him to ensure that the sidewalks are passable and the streets mm -hmm. in decent condition. Uh, and we're building that into our planning uh, over the next two to three years as he develops that property. And I think that um, 
you know, I, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic that he will con- he will be able to get in there. It's very difficult until you get in and really understand the structural problems. But he has taken on challenging buildings in the past, and he's been successful. So um, I'm hopeful that we'll see that revitalization very soon. There's another ranking out from U.S. News. They rank all kinds of things, uh, colleges and doctors and also cities. And the news magazine ranked Albany as the 30th best place to live in the nation. It's not like being number one, but it's not like being number 70 either. Uh, I do uh, add, though, that a couple of the bigger upstate cities like Syracuse rank slightly above Albany. Uh, what do you think of the uh, the rankings? Well, look, I think that anytime we get people who are considering where do I want to stake my career, where do I want to decide that I'm going to, you know, venture out and and start a business, uh, being at, at the top part of that list certainly helps. And I think it, it is a testament to the investments that have been made uh, in technology here. If you look at the colleges and universities that are here, that this is a, a growing area. We continue to see steady job growth. Unemployment is, you know, at the low 4%, and that is uh, very positive for uh, this area. And it is, as I think, a, a great place to live. I think that you know, this area, not only is the city of Albany a tremendous city of neighborhoods that's a wonderful place to live, but being in the city of Albany and looking at what is accessible to us and affordable for us, I think it's a great place for people to decide to start a business and to live. Well, maybe we have time for a shout out or two. Uh, we talked about the convention center, the Albany Capital Center. They're getting ready to open with the macaroni and cheese. <laughs> That's right. The Mac tournament. It is f- tremendous, um, tremendous space. The grand opening, uh, ribbon cutting, uh, occurred this week and, but the actual first use of it is coming up this weekend. And I think that, uh, it already has oh, a few dozen events that are already booked there. Uh, it's tremendous space, and we're really looking forward to all of the opportunity that it will provide for the city and the region. And Tula's back in town. Representatives of Tula, Russia, one of Albany's sister cities, are, are visiting. That's right. We had uh, visitation from a, a number of young people from the business community, and they were here doing internships and getting to know the area. One of the shout-outs I'd like to give is to the Slater. Uh, one of the young mm-hmm. men who was here said, I'd love to see the Slater. And, of course, the Slater isn't open right now because it's closed. They do a lot of repairs this time of year. But I was able to reach out to them, and this uh, uh, entourage from Tula did get a tour of the Slater. So I want to thank them for being so uh, kind and hospitable to this uh, group of young people here visiting our city. You've been listening to Talk of the Town with Albany Mayor Kathy Sheehan. You can email questions for the mayor to ask Kathy with a K at albanyny.gov. I'm Bob Cudmore.